The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right. I am so serious that everyone on the planet needs to try Symbiotica. I am such a fan. I cannot stop telling everyone I run into about Symbiotica. I take their little packets of vitamins. They have all different kinds. First of all, they taste amazing. They taste so good that when I'm eating one, Zaza like grabs it out of my hand to eat it. The ones that I like are the vitamin C packets. They're orange and they taste like fresh squeezed orange juice. I also like the magnesium. I've learned through interviewing a lot of different experts that a lot of us are low on magnesium. In fact, it's one of the main vitamins that we're low on. And then I take their little squirt situation and it's B12. And there's also a D3 and it's mixed with K2. And I just put it under my tongue and I squirt 10 squirts under my tongue. So these vitamins are sophisticated, you guys. They're organic formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity. They actually help fill the nutritional gaps that result in a modern day diet. I have been so serious about really zoning in on supplements this pregnancy, and it's made such a difference. I've gained so much less weight. I feel so much better. I have more energy. It's just been a better pregnancy overall because I got really serious about looking at my supplements. Like I said, the ones that I would recommend are the vitamin C, the magnesium. These are ones that I try and use every single day. And then I also like their B12 and their vitamin D. Those are the ones that are my go-tos. Michael has a whole different routine. He'll have to tell you next time what he does. I know how popular these vitamins are too, because you guys love the episode with Shervine. So they gave a code. You're going to use code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. This is in addition to custom bundle discounts so people can get 45% off. You can create your custom bundle at symbiotica.com and get 30% off. That is C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Use code SKINNY. Enjoy. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. I don't know. I gained a platform before I started a podcast. So that was like helpful. But now I would say the podcast is like, the podcast is my main thing at this point. My story is a little bit different because I started before I realized that you could like make money. I remember I signed with a YouTube network. So it was like the biggest deal. It was like the Dear Media back in the day of YouTube. Like it was the biggest deal. I didn't know when at that point, I literally thought I would make maybe $5. I had no idea, but I just kept doing things that I actually loved and had interest in. So it's a lot of the same stuff that I'm doing now. Well, this has been a long time coming. I have wanted to do a podcast swap with Miss Kenzie Elizabeth from the I Love You So Much podcast for so long. She is such a star on the Dear Media Network. And so many of you are in your 20s. And that's what her whole brand is about. She has so much good advice for being in your 20s. She's so transparent. Her podcast talks about mental health, fear of failure, what to do if your ex won't stop calling you, all the things. And she's so consistent and well thought out about her podcast that it's impressive. I've watched her hustle from afar. She has merch. She has clothes. Her podcast crushes it. And she just is someone who's really committed to her craft. So after harassing her on Instagram, we finally got her on the podcast. This episode goes all over the place. I think it's a really great episode if you're in your 20s and you're still figuring out what you want to do. And if you want to hear more from us three, you can go to her podcast because we did a swap with her. The swap you can expect is the best advice for your 20s, the secrets to an amazing podcast and making your dream a reality. The themes obviously pulled through to this episode. So who is Kenzie Elizabeth? She is the CEO of Breadwinning Housewife. You may have seen me wear her hat that says Breadwinning Housewife. She's also the host of the I Love You So Much podcast and she has a book club. She's the co-founder of The O Kind and she is kind of like actually very famous on YouTube. She's hot, she's pretty, and she's fucking cool as shit. Let's welcome Kenzie Elizabeth to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. This is so weird, but one of the reasons that I really wanted to interview you besides that you're on Dear Media is that you're a huge reader. Okay, I earlier before you were in here, I was getting my laptop out and my Kindle flew out and I was like, of course. That's yeah, no, I love reading. Yes. 
Okay, so you have to tell us your top three books before we even hop into this because I was scrolling through your book club highlight Mm -hmm. and I was screenshotting so many recommendations. Okay, so like maybe don't read the ones that I've had for book club recently because they've kind of been misses. I read a hundred books last year. Your book club? What's going on here? No, the book club is great. The most recent one was fine, but we had it done. So just ignore that. I just finished Run, Rose, Run. Dolly Parton and James Patterson's latest book. I'm also like the biggest Dolly Parton fan there's ever been. Even if I didn't love Dolly, I love that one. It's up there. You like thrillers, right? I like thrillers, biographies, or businessy books. Okay, so Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier is my favorite. Love that book. Okay, that's my favorite because it's like the, one of the few thrillers. I just love a thriller where like the wife didn't kill the husband. You know, like it's happened. We've been there. I'm like moving on. Did you read Jessica Simpson's memoir? I did. I read it and I thought she was really open, but I would have liked a little bit more specific juice, like super detailed. Like I wanted to hear about what sex was like with some of these guys. Well, also, I love when she talks about like hooking up with Nick Lachey after they were divorced. I love that. Also, I grew up pretty close to part of where that story takes place. That church she talks about, I drive past it when I drive home. So I feel really connected to that. Have you read Demi Moore's book? I love Demi Moore's book. I love that one. I have so many. I mean, I'm trying to think of like random. Have you read the biography of Napoleon Bonaparte? No. Lord, I'm you know, fucking lost in this one. conversation. What the hell are you no, guys talking about You know about what right you now? feel like? This is, Margot and I say this about Jackie Oshray. Like she had us for so long with books and then she just started reading really smart, like historical fiction novel. Like, she's very, very smart. And I think that maybe when I get like pregnant and I get older, I'll be more like her. I like reading a lot of fiction. Like I grew up reading a ton of, not, not grew up, but like, I would say high school to college, even post-grad a little bit, I was reading nonfiction and then I switched. And now I just like fiction because it's the only time that like, I'm not thinking of anything. I'm not working. My hands are busy, so I can't get on my phone. I can't reach for my laptop. Like it actually just relaxes me so much. Oh, you know what? I loved Josh Peck's memoir. So random. Um, Drake and Josh, you know? Oh my I God. think that's, you know, are they on Nickelodeon? They were like 10 years ago, <laughs> but he, he actually is were they interesting. Were the guys who got slimed? Are we dating ourselves too far back? What was that? Double Dare? Is that, that double, from Double Dare? From double Dare? <laughs> what's Double Dare? Yeah, okay, exactly. Oh, oh my God. We have a generational uh, gap. <laughs> Wait, what's the other one that you were showing me? Hiddens of a Tomb or whatever? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hiddens of a... Did you, do you remember Salute Your Shorts, Donkey Lips? No. No. Okay. Past her well, generation. We are, there's some, no. some of our listeners are out there and they know what we're talking about. Josh Peck's book that was really good because he he talks about like a weight loss journey, addiction in a way that it's interesting because he is not relatable. He's a child star, not something that you'd be like, oh, I connect to this novel. But like the way he writes, it was just a really, really good book. So I love a good fiction. I think really good fiction writers are the best writers because it's very difficult to one, create a great story and then two, also be an extremely compelling writer. Where I got lost is like, I can't do a lot of the beach reads anymore because the writing is now like I feel like I've like it's it's a little bit too um, you stretch too you, you experience yeah. stretch like you yeah. start to read some books that are really well written and then you can't go back this happened to me the other day but I I'm a big fan if I start a book and I'm 40 pages in and my mom taught me this and it's not compelling what's next like I'm not gonna waste my time on a shit book just to be OCD about it and finish there's it. a lot of people that like for that they start a book it's it's something where they feel they they have to finish it even if it's a shitty book and they sit there and they like stay on a book for months that they mm-hmm. don't like I always tell people like there's millions and millions and millions of books if you don't like something drop that one and pick up one that you do like by the well, way just so you can go google this for everyone who's my age legends of the hidden temple you don't know what that is. No. Okay. Okay. Is it a Nickelodeon show? Yeah. Oh. Nickelodeon. So you're watching, you're watching Josh and Josh. Drake and Josh. And Josh. And Josh. Yeah. <laughs> like Josh and Drake, uh-huh. whatever. And we're watching the legends of a hidden temple with Mark. Remember that host Mark? Listen, okay, you want to no really have your mind blown? Have you seen the old, are you afraid of the darks? No. Oh my God. Let me tell you something about this I show. I have a lot of homework after this. Kenzie. <laughs> okay. If you download, this is, here's a free plug for you, Paramount. If you download the Paramount app, uh-huh. You can go to the Nickelodeon shows. You've probably got Drake and Josh in there. I don't know. But you can go back to the vintage Are You Afraid of the Dark shows. And I'm telling you, I was watching these things, what, we were probably like six, seven, eight the years old. The library one's the scariest. These are things that scare me right now. I'm like, dude, really? what? This is what, I think this is what happened to our generation. We all watched Are You Afraid of the Dark. We're all scared shitless. We fucked up the world because of it. And now you got to live in it. 
Oh, great. Thank you. But I go watch she that has show. no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Let's I think uh, I actually can picture it. Okay. Listen, remember bit. that thing? The clown was up there in the attic and the swing was... She literally has actually, no, no idea. I don't. Okay. I, right. I, okay. I take it back. Okay. You are a different generation than Michael and I, and I'm so impressed by your generation because I feel like... I feel like you especially, you're so driven. You have a huge podcast. You have a big following. A lot of people look to you for Thanks. advice. How did you even start with all this? Because someone give someone advice who doesn't know where to start. They're young. I'm 24 now and I started on YouTube when I was 16. I'd watched YouTube before that. So I don't know. I gained a platform before I started a podcast. So that was like helpful. But now I would say the podcast is like, the podcast is my main thing at this point. I just always watched YouTube, but I started, it's, my story is a little bit different because I started before I realized that you could like make money. I remember I signed with a YouTube network and it was, I'm this network named Style Hall. Okay. I remember that. You remember this? Yes. Okay. So it was like the biggest deal. It was like the dear media back in the day of YouTube. Like it was <sighs> the biggest deal. And I remember like I had my mom, like take a photo of us like signing or I me mean, like signing a contract. Right. And like first my parents all had to be on contracts. I was young. So um, I didn't know. And at that point, I literally thought I would make maybe $5. I had no idea, but I just kept doing things that I actually loved and had interest in. So it's a lot of the same stuff that I'm doing now. Like what? What did you start with? I mean, it's, yeah. it says on here, you're born in 1997. How old are you <laughs> when you start? What did you start with? Okay, so I started when I was 16. We would do like haul videos, vlogs, a lot of what I do now. Do the intro. It. I mean, no, no, no. I never, I don't. Actually, I'm afraid. I don't like watching my old stuff because it like cringes me out. It was probably like, hey guys, what's up? Like, but it wasn't super YouTube-y. I was never like a Jake Paul YouTube-esque type thing. And there's a lot of things I could have done that I'm sure would have grown my channel immensely, but it just was not me. Like what are those things? So there was a time on YouTube when there was a very like oversaturated time where like there was like 27 year olds filming back to school videos. Like you would have literally died. What do you mean? Like they weren't real? They weren't really in school? No, because they were 27. Michael. They couldn't be in school, like high school back to school, not even college. But what do you, okay, but hold on, hold on. What do you mean? Like they would, like if I did one, I would be like, I'm pretending to go back to school and I'd like throw a backpack on and go to class. Literally. Or? Yes. So there was a oh. high school in the Palisades that everyone would go to and like Freaky Friday was filmed there um, and a few other shows that I don't even remember. So people would go and we went through a phase. I bring that up to say we went through a phase when I was probably like 18, 19, I had moved to LA and we were filming these videos that were just so not true to us. But a lot of people at that time, that's what was doing well on YouTube. So it was like back to school, middle school versus high school me, just things that were like so embarrassing. Like everyone is collectively really embarrassed of them now. But anyways, we started then and then we went back to a lot of haul videos, favorites videos, get ready with me, makeup tutorials, everyday makeup, vlog, day in my life, like school essentials, things like that. So like a younger version of even the stuff that I do now. And then I moved to LA, went to college. And then the podcast, well, I was probably like 21 when I started the podcast. Tell us some behind the scenes juice of the YouTube community that we don't know about. Okay, I think people don't realize how much money is in YouTube at like at all. I mean, like there is regular, I remember the first week that I had moved to LA and I was really welcomed by a lot of these girls who were just so nice. I went to this girl's house and she had a check in the mail for $35,000. And at that time, I'm, I was 17 when I moved. I had no idea at that point, like, yeah, I was like making money, but I wasn't making $35,000 in a deal. And that is now on the lower end. Um, so she's like opening a check in front of you and showing you this? Yeah. Like Which, bragging? No, it wasn't bragging. It does sound weird now that I think about it. It didn't feel bragging. Was it, it was more just, like, hey, you can make money? Yeah, I think it was more like they were bringing me with them. Okay. Then it was bragging. I'm trying to think earlier conventions. This is like probably not interesting. Like earlier convention stuff. I mean, obviously, like, everyone's fucking everyone. Like, th that was, like, behind the scenes. What do you mean everyone's fucking everyone? Like, there Give was just juice. so many, like, people. Like, we would come back. We would There would be, like, playlist lives and VidCon stuff, right? At the time, this was the era of YouTube that wasn't as, like, authentic. This is pre, like, Tana Mojo days, okay? So these are... You can't, like, say that you, like, drink online. Like, everyone was, like, a little bit more PG because you just, like, couldn't do that at the time. And you also would have, like, no sponsors. This is way back in the day. We also were like it was illegal that you were drinking. We would like come back into like hotel rooms and stuff. I mean, this is, I mean, it's just like typical high school, college stuff, but it was happening there. But it was like also the people who are like on the internet who are talking about like middle school favorites and stuff like that. When you say this is pre-Tana, I can't say Mojo. That. Mojo. 
what did she do for your space that was that was like made it change and evolve? I am going to tell you about Oprah's favorite pajamas, pajamas that I have stocked up on for postpartum. They are so amazingly soft and perfect. You're going to freak out. They are the women's long sleeve bamboo pajamas in stretch knit on cozy earth. Okay. I got the gray, I got the white and I got the black. They also have navy and blush, but I'm a fan of the black, the white and the gray. I like to keep things simple and neutral. And yes, I'm serious when I say they have been on Oprah's favorites list for four years in a row. She's obsessed and there's a reason why. It's softer than cotton. Okay. So it's made from soft and sustainable bamboo fabrics And it's also temperature regulating, which means it'll keep you cool and comfortable all night long. I am a pajama snob. I either sleep naked or I sleep in very comfortable pajamas. And when I tried these on, I was freaking out, especially being so pregnant and so uncomfortable. Like a good pajama is important to me. And I feel like you're sleeping in them for like eight to nine hours a night. So this is important. And I also wanted to make sure that when I do have the baby, I am as comfortable as possible. So I've talked about Cozy Earth many times on the podcast and they've provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. You get 35% off site-wide when you use code SKINNY. That's 35% off site-wide when you use code SKINNY. You are going to go to CozyEarth.com and you're going to look up the women's long sleeve bamboo pajamas and stretch knit. That's C-O-Z-Y-E-A-R-T-H.com. Enjoy. She was just so open and so obviously like out there and vulgar. If you, I, I'm assuming everyone knows who Tana Mojo is, but Tana Mojo, it was and is just almost like, a, I don't even know how to describe her, like incredibly vocal. Like one of her first videos, I think it was like, I like, it was like, I fucked a toothbrush or something like that. Like something crazy clickbait, but she just kind of like stopped I mean, one, she was wilder than the like the next person, but also she she stopped like it wasn't fake anymore. And not only everyone was like fake, but like people just like kept a lot of things offline and she put everything online. So I feel like it really opened up a new level of YouTube or a new wave of YouTube that became a lot more like raw. It like raised the ceiling so high that yes. even like people that were sh- scared to say they drank, you know, if someone's saying they're fucking a toothbrush now, it's like, okay, there's an in-between yes. there where you can get a little bit further than like, I don't drink alcohol is what you're saying. Yes. So maybe she pushed all of you guys to like, you you have to like show more. You can't just mm-hmm. show like your morning routine. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. Or it's also like, well, if she said she fucked a toothbrush, then it's yeah. okay if I said that I had a couple drinks <laughs> yes. last night. It's like, it's, the, it, it's tame compared to how far that is yeah and prior to her on youtube there was there really wasn't that at all so how has youtube evolved since when you started to now because now you have the jake pauls you have the tana like like how has it changed i've had the same like group of friends on youtube since i started when i was 16 so i feel like a lot of us even when the platform has changed and a lot of people have either left or don't like it or they have like different relationship with it. I feel like we just have all kind of stayed in our own bubble and kept doing what we wanted to do. But definitely like Jake Paul. And then there was like, my life as Ava was like popping off. And again, it was just very like highly overproduced. You look at like Mr. Beast even like that. It's just, I mean, he puts in like millions of dollars to a single video. It's the craziest thing. So it just became really overly produced. And then there's been waves, though. I think like Olivia Jade went on YouTube during the like oversaturated days and just started making like normal vlog videos again. And then everyone kind of went back to that. It just has waves that ebbs and flows. But I would say it became really overly produced for a while. And that's just I don't know. It's not my scene, not my vibe. So how did you transition from YouTube to podcast? I know you still do YouTube, but how, how did you decide to do that and why? I remember the first podcast I ever listened to was Girl Boss Radio, like season one before it was vintage. Yeah, literally vintage. And I had wanted to start a podcast for probably that was probably like two years before I even started one. I had a horrible manager at the time who was just literally the absolute worst person. It was so like you need to grow your numbers on YouTube before you start a podcast, which was actually the worst advice that I could have gotten because I think every platform helps every platform you should be like that helps right but he was very against it and then I was also like a full-time college student so I was like okay I don't really have time to commit in the way that I would want to commit and then finally I was like I'm gonna do this with or without you like I made my decision I think I was actually the first one was I the first one that was produced 
first show that was produced through Studio Media, like born through Studio Media. Yeah, oh, I was. Really? Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was going to ask, did I talk to that manager? I probably talked to him at some point, No, right? because no? I dropped, I ended up dropping at that point. I know you, you, well, listen, I have to pay you a compliment um, because you jumped on board super early and especially like when I was still figuring this shit out and didn't really even know if it was going to work um, and you contributed to it working, obviously. Yeah, I remember talking to you and I remember thinking like, oh, like you have this big YouTube thing. Why do you want to jump over here? Because you were super passionate about coming over here and kind of like leaving that world a little bit. I mean, I know you yeah. still produce there, but like now this is your main thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just loved, I also love hosting. I've always, that was kind of like my first thing when I was younger. I wanted to either be a host or like have a clothing line. So I really just wanted a podcast, but I was obsessed with podcasting and I'd listened to it so much. And I really, this was before too, like, like obviously we see podcasts are huge now and it was, it had to be it, early. It had to be 2018. It was early. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. I remember though, I was like, I don't know what that means on the business end. Like there was a YouTube studio. So you would or like your YouTube network and you would have them and they would handle things. I just like, didn't know what that was. So it was like, how do I even get a podcast on? I had no idea. And I was Googling and then I saw Dear Media, but this was before I even really knew what the Skinny Confidential was. Like it all came together at the same time, but I still didn't really know, but it was a podcast network. So I was like, I have a YouTube network, so maybe I should have a podcast network. And that's how I found Dear Media. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I think a lot of the management companies and networks kind of gave what we do a bad name. And I don't say that to bash them. I just think that there's a convolution of like... YouTube networks are not great. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they would say that to kind of describe it, I actually don't even describe Dear Media as just a podcast network. I think that's like thinking kind of mm -hmm. small, right? Like I look at it as a marketplace that, that, that uses a lot of content to leverage into other things, whether that's live events, merch, product lines, mm -hmm. brand, whatever brands, original, whatever. But we take a heavier hand, right? Like that's what I was trying to explain in the beginning. I was like, I'm not taking, like, I don't come into brands and just say, we're taking a piece of your revenue. Like we help you yeah. build and create and go into other things, right? I think a lot of these studios and management companies, again, there's like no shade, but they say they do a lot more than they actually do. Mm -hmm. And then they come to a place like this and have something like this do it for them. And they're like, oh, cool. I set it up for you. It's like, well, you made an introduction. Yeah. Well, I love Dear Media, by the way. I mean, I say that all the time. Also, if one more person asks me to set them up with Dear Media, like everyone wants to be with Dear Media, really like the cool kids on the block, as oh, you guys God. know. But it is like, I cannot set one hook. Don't one stroke up. the ego today. We've already, yeah. we've had enough. We've had, I've woke uh, up to muscles flexing <laughs> in the mirror. I like, I had to like feel his muscle well, today. Kenzie, listen, enough. Uh, I can't, you, enough is enough today. I've had enough. I'm at my capacity. You're grandfathered in. If, it, if it's an intro from you, I'll like happy to take it. But I'm like stroking my ego now. But now I'm, putting, <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on you to, to give the right intros. Well, I've given good intros. I, I gave Lindsay Carter. I bet. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there you go. I would only give good intros. My God, that's also on me. That's terrifying. I've also put myself in a position where I don't take a lot of those intros anymore. It's well, like, I don't, I don't email you. I email Paige. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Paige. Thank God. Yeah. Your podcast is doing exponentially well. Why do you think that is? Like if someone's listening and they have a YouTube channel and they want to transition or they want to break into the podcast space, what are those tips? Okay. So one thing I will say the past year, it's definitely, I would even say the past six months, it's done. So it's just been growing a ton. One, I think Breadwinning Housewife has added so much to my overall brand. And then the other thing is I just started talking about like navigating your 20s because I was 23 and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is the most, I was just so confused. And I was just almost like born confident. Like I came out of the room. My dad was just very supportive, but also the first person that had told me I'm wrong. So very healthy. So I was always like, I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. And ultimately up until that point, I really had done that. And then my 23rd year, Pretty much everything in my life was changing at once. And so I was really confused. I started talking about that on the podcast. It has hit with so many different people. That's been really huge. And then also, I'm just really like a personable human being as is. And I think that that has helped a lot with hosting. Like it's very disarming. So I think that that's also been something. But overall, I'm incredibly consistent. I've never missed a week. I take it very seriously. I'm constantly planning. Like even like we're like I'm constantly planning batch trips but I just know what hits with my audience has become like such a community. It's so like tight knit. Also, I have a Geneva chat, which has really helped too. It's okay. So Geneva is, you would actually really like it. It's an app. It's like your Geneva home, right? So I have like the Kenzie Elizabeth home and then you have different rooms. So I have like a Dallas room, Austin, podcasts, YouTube, business, different recs, the kind like clothing brand, like so many different rooms in that that people connect with. Like I meet people in Dallas every single week who are like, oh my God, we became friends through your Geneva chat. It's okay, awesome. but is it like a Facebook group? 
No, but it's not in the way it replaced Facebook groups, but it's not in the way of like, I get it. Everyone closed their Facebook groups. It's not negative like that. Also, people are not going to like, I mean, maybe they will, but I think because people have a Facebook profile and they can just go in to download an app and to get into this room and to like partake in it. It's just different. There's never been a negative thing on there. And I have negative things said about me online all the time. Trust me. But like, there's not anything negative in there. I could not with the negativity of the Facebook group. It's really bad. Listen, there's a lot of positives with Facebook groups and there's a lot of positive people in there. But the thing about negativity in a Facebook group is the second that one person is negative, it breeds negativity. And it it is wild to watch. It is like, it's, it reminds me of, have you ever seen like a moth on a light? And then all of a sudden all these moths go to the light. Like the light is like the negativity and the moth, the negative moth is like on it. And then like all the moths go to it. So I, the Facebook group for me, like I only want to promote positive resources and to have a group that was just filled with negativity was exhausting for not only me, for the people that were coming there for positive reasons. Mm-hmm. So the Geneva group, it sounds like it's totally a positive, different. productive place. Yes. And I think, again, like not everyone has a Geneva room. Like if you actually care to be in it, I've never had anything negative on there. But I will say community wise, it's really helped build community, which I also think has contributed to the podcast. I've just treated it as more than just like one, I'm prepared. I prep. I don't just like come in and like say whatever. I mean, I do when you go on tangents, but I'm prepared. And then also building a community has been, I think it's a combination of that. If you've been following me since the OG times, I'm talking like 13 years ago, you know, every single time that I get a blowout or I blow out my own hair, I use a heat protectant. This is one of the most important things to me because I feel like I especially have so much heat on my hair. I do extensions. I straighten my hair. I use a curling iron, all different kinds of things. It's being pulled. And I just think protecting it from heat is one of the most important things you can do. So the heat protectant that I've been using lately and loving, and you've seen this all over Instagram, I'm sure, is Whey. So Whey has this leave-in conditioner. It's best-selling. And not only does it help fight frizz, tangles, flyaways, and breakage, it also protects the hair from heat, okay? Up to 450 degrees. If you are not using a heat protectant and you are like me and you wash your hair and you blow dry it and you round brush it and you curl it and you straighten it, you need to get on board with a heat protectant. It's so important. The one that I like is scented with a floral fragrance. It has notes of bergamot, violet, and white musk. It's absolutely delicious. And most importantly, when you're looking for a heat protectant, you want to make sure it's color safe and cruelty-free, which this one is, of course. Anyway, make sure you're equipped if you are heating up your hair a lot. Discover a new way of life with the leave-in conditioner from Way. You're going to go to the Way. that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code SKINNY. You get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code SKINNY. I'm telling you, get the leave-in conditioner to protect your hair from heat. You know what else? And I think like, again, there's a little bit of a generational gap, but we've all been in this space for a little bit now. I think you're an example. There's a lot of young people that listen to this show too, right? They're like, you know, getting out of college or trying to figure out their mm-hmm. next step. I think you're a testament of somebody who kind of came in. I remember meeting you and you're like, came in with your planner. I remember it was all that crazy planner. Oh that yeah, was, my, uh, my passion planner thing, back thing, in the day. Listen, that thing was wild. Yeah, That's it was. Cute. It was but, so organized. But the, I, I mean, this is a compliment. I think you came in, you're like, I want to do this, but then you weren't quite sure what the focus was. And then mm-hmm. you've, re, you've really found your voice and the focus and who you are. And, you just, and it's kind of an example of a young person kind of figuring out what their path is, but consistently doing it week after week. A lot of people, they start and they like, don't get the results they want right away. So then they kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to quit or I'm going to stop, but you've just stayed with it and kind of refined. And I think it's something that young people should pay attention or any people should pay attention to as they're starting to get on a content or business journey, because you've refined this. And obviously the numbers have grown exponentially because of it. You also, I remember Michael was like, this is either going to go really bad or really well. And (laughs) Uh, what, by the way, great advice. No, and he was like, and by the way, people normally dip out at 50 episodes. So I'm pretty sure he was convinced that I was just going to not do that. But I know myself. There was no way that was going to happen. No, but listen, I, he I, does a little manipulation there, though. That's yeah, right. but I didn't even need that. I was just like, eh, you'll okay, be fine. so now like doing these f- working with people like yourself a few times over now, like a few cycles for a little bit. 
the reason I say that to anybody that I get the pleasure of talking to is that it's true. Most people start any, it's a business or it's content and it doesn't go quite the way they want it to go in the first three, six or even year. Right. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they quit and they're like, okay, what's it? I mean, Lauren and I didn't make a fucking penny on this show for two years and we've been doing this for six. And like, obviously now it's, it's, it's a lot and it's a business venture, but people don't realize like this was two years of consistent, like you week after week traveling, running around. Like we, yeah. we, the first time we came to Austin, we had like a suitcase and I was carrying a bunch of equipment and mics and shit. And I think it's so funny because so many people want to live this life where they get paid all this money and they have this big platform and everyone's paying attention. But as soon as they hit a little bump in the road or it doesn't go right the way they want in the first three, six months or a year, they quit. I'm like, you have the yeah. audacity to say you want this great life and all this money, but you quit after three, six months or a year. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I always tell people like, yeah, you got to put in time and effort. It's and also interesting. And, and you've probably seen this with YouTube too. Big celebrities and big names, you think that they're going to get all the downloads yeah. and like people want to listen to them. But that's not always true. It's sometimes people who don't have any kind of following that blow up. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen like some crazy numbers from people that you would never had thought. And then I've seen people come on to Dear Media who have literally 5 million followers and their numbers for podcasting are like so low. You even look at engagement on Instagram with a celebrity versus someone who's like digital first, like an influencer or podcaster or whatever you want to call them. And it's always higher. My, some of my most downloaded episodes besides, I think obviously like podcasters typically do well are random. Like I, when I was going through my, you know, my 23 year old crisis, which is like not that big of a deal, but it was a big deal and it really hit with the podcast. So honestly, thank God. I would always call my friend Jessa or I really valued her advice. And she's just a friend. She's an author now. But at the time, like we were just friends. And what was the I, crisis? Did I miss this? No, there was just so many things changing. And it was just a bad, it was a bad year of my life. I think it was like three years pent up in one. But I want to understand like contextually what a so crisis is. So my stepbrother passed away when I was okay. in college. Okay. My boyfriend and I had broken up at that point, which thank God that one was not that big of a deal. <laughs> no, but the brother passing away, obviously that that's, was that's pent a up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that wasn't in my 23rd year, but it happened in moving and just so many, I was kind of in like a more of like church organization left that like there were so many things that I was changing about my life that I think my crisis was that I was confused at like who I was, which I never felt confused about. So I think that was more of the issue. Anyways, I think it's a very valid issue though, because I think a lot of people get in a tailspin because they get confused yeah. about their path in life. And you have all these people in your ear telling you chase your passion or do this or stick with that. I think a lot of, I know I was like this when I was young. It's like, you feel like you have to figure, have it figured out right away. But what I realized in, in my personal life is I still kind of don't have it figured out. And I've let go of being like, oh, I have to have it all figured out. That's what I had to learn. What advice would you deal, would you give to someone who's dealing with grief from a family member? So I'm not the best person to give advice on this because I feel like I didn't handle it well. But the only... Not even what, well. What's well, though? Like, yeah, that's what, true. That's it's, fair. It's your way of handling it. What is like, you know, maybe yeah. you had a specific way. I think for me, so it was when I was in college and it was December. I went home for like winter break. I came back and you would have never, like, I remember telling Taylor and Taylor was like, wait, what? Like had no idea. And it was just, it was like a very private thing. I just didn't post about it on social media. Like my friends at college knew and that was kind of it. And I really went into just like my everyday life after that. So I would recommend dealing with it like as soon as you can, if possible. But again, everyone deals with grief like separately. I'm currently trying, it's, I'm starting on Thursday, actually EMDR therapy. Have you done this before? Tapping? Yes. We just had someone on the podcast about this. Okay, so I'm, I'm starting that, but I've been in therapy and like it's such an annoying answer, but that's like the only thing that has helped me. It's just, it was one of those things where, you just don't, you have no, you don't think you're going to be in that position. And then you just don't know at all how to handle it. And my family dynamics were like weird. It was just a very, it's been a very confusing time, but I think the only, it's not good advice, but the only advice I have is therapy. Yeah. I think that the tapping with the therapy will help you a lot from what I, we learned on this podcast. It was with Gala Darling. Okay. And she said the tapping was incredible. And my little sister, she was in and out of rehab for a long time. She's been like nine years sober now. But she said that out of all the therapies that she's done, the tapping has been most effective. 
it's I think it's because it's something physical mixed with the emotional. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's an actual physical release. And I'm really proud of my husband right now because I was just telling him he has been so much more open and evolved this year. Lauren tried to leave me in 3D, but I came with the 5D. I'm on on 5D now. That's what I've been told. I don't mean to brag, but I can already tell Kenzie, like some people are in 5D and some people aren't. Go Google it. (laughs) And Michael, like I was going to leave him in 3D. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I think one of the benefits, and I've talked about this now, and maybe you can relate. I think, you know, when you change your setting or your, the, where you live and you make an abrupt change that like basically forces you to change, you know, not only where you live, but the social circles you're in and the places like that you're interacting in the gyms you're going to, the food you're eating, like all of that was hel- it's helpful because it gets you out of routine and rhythm. And it makes you realize like, oh, that bubble that I was in that I thought I needed to engage with all the time is not the only bubble. There's other bubbles. Not to say one's better than the other, but it like breaks you out of habits and gets you to start looking at the world in different ways. And so when I came out here, I think I became less analytical and more connected with just life in general. I think LA too is such a, I don't want to say like hustle and bustle city because it is and it's slow in ways, but obviously it's just work, work, work. And I, for so long, used working as like my coping mechanism and I have anxiety. So I want control over everything. And I think that through grief really was heightened because I was like, well, I can't control anything else that's happening in my life, but I can control my career to an extent. So I was so, and I just kept my, I wasn't, I literally would go, this is my LA routine. Okay. This is so, now that I live the life that I live, I can't even imagine I would wake up at five. I would go to personal training at six. I had hot Pilates at seven. I would then go to class from nine to three. And then I would go to the studio. And again, this is from Studio City to West Hollywood to at one point on the West side to back to West Hollywood to like all over. So you're in the car for about five hours a day. And then I would be in the studio until whatever. Then I would get home at what, like six or no, like seven or eight. Then I would have to do all of my like college homework. And then I was also editing on my YouTube videos at that point. And I had to be filming and editing. Like, thank God the podcast was produced. But I just kept myself so busy. Like busyness really was almost like my drug. So when I moved to Texas and then like really the pandemic hit, it was when I was like, oh, there's so many things that I've been avoiding that I need to deal with. And I didn't have control over things anymore. So it helped a lot. And also I think a lot of my thing when it came to being confused like identity wise. So I think when I got to the point where not only did I not, I just, what I thought I wanted, it wasn't even that I didn't know what I wanted. It's like what I thought I wanted was no longer what I wanted. That was kind of my freak out moment. Cause that was like, ultimately like there was no control. Cause I really didn't know what it even was. So ultimately I think my issue was the uncertainty, which is all of your 20. I mean, that's like life in general, but a lot of your twenties, that was my issue. And then finally, when I was like, I obviously like, I have to just chill out and relax. And it's like, totally fine. If I don't know what I need to do, it did ultimately get better over months, but it was just, I think overall my issue was like busyness and control. All right. If you're a mom, you know how hard it is to find legit baby food and kids snacks. I feel like there's so many on the market and they're just filled with random shit that you don't want. Well, I'm about to switch that up for you. Once Upon a Farm sent me so many different options for Zaza to try. And the first thing I noticed is they're organic, they're cold-pressed fruit and veggies, and they're dairy-free. They also have like these overnight oats that you can just cook up, which is amazing when my daughter wakes up in the morning and screams, hungry! Anyway, I'm stocked because I have a variety of ready-to-cook recipes on hand that are all organic, like I said, and they're the perfect balance of veggies, fruits, proteins, grains, and fats, and there's no peeling or chopping. So when you're tired and you wake up and your daughter or your son screams hungry, you are ready to go. They have all different kinds of meals. I made a list for you of the sample meals that I like to give Zaza. The first one is the sweet potato mango coconut milk. It has chia seeds in it. So good. And they also have a spinach, banana, white quinoa, chia seed, and coconut butter one. And then the other one she loves is mango, carrot, navy beans, turmeric, and coconut butter. So those are the ones that I would recommend. They also have, and I think this is like so amazing, they have baby-friendly herbs and spices. So they add like mint and turmeric 
and avocado oil. And this helps develop the palate. You should also know they're recommended by a nutritionist. They're organic, non-GMO, unsweetened, and made with no preservatives or artificial ingredients. Tell me (laughs) that that's easy to find because it's not. They have meal subscription services, so you can just pick and choose and get it all to your door. Get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order. You're going to use code SKINNY at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com. Get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order. You're going to use code SKINNY at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com. It's funny because I think there's like this quote, I forgot who it's by, but it says a man's biggest problem is the inability to sit with himself. Yeah. And what the pandemic... Sit quietly alone in a room with himself. Okay. Did you, yeah. Do you want to pull the quote? Oh, I think that <laughs> quietly part's important. Okay. Uh, the, so that's the, the exact mm-hmm. quote by Michael Bostick. But what the pandemic did is I think it either did two things. It either showed you that you really value being introspective and having thinking time and being quiet or you really value being around people all the time Mm -hmm. and for me and it sounds like for you too I've realized that solitude is a really important part of my life and not only that it's a really important part of my day for me to sit in silence whether it's meditation or taking a walk by myself or putting my phone away and reading like those are really important non-negotiable things And when I was living in LA, I wasn't tapping into that as much. And it sounds like what Texas has done for you is similar to Michael and I is we've realized that we want to place a huge priority on just being quiet. And that's, that's, it's such a weird concept because if you had told us that in LA three years ago, we were the same way, wake up, work out, go, 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 go until you're exhausted and lay your head down on the pillow. And while I think that is good because it gets you to where you have to be, Tony Robbins always says you have to look at what got you somewhere, but recognize that sometimes it doesn't work anymore to get you to the next level. Here's what I, here's the the bigger thing that I think it is. If you and I would have met and we were the same age, like in our twenties, you would have met a different person, anxious, same thing, like needs Mm -hmm. control, go, go, go. Felt like if I wasn't going all the time, I wasn't being productive, wasn't being successful, wasn't growing. I think a lot of people in their twenties do that. And as I reflect back now at 35, and I think like, what would I would tell my younger self? One, it's patience, but two, it's realizing that if you think about my career, like I've only, you know, I got out of school when I was like 20 or whatever, and I'm 35 now. So it's been 15 years. And what I don't think a lot of young people and what I didn't realize is they feel like they have to do everything right now. I really didn't figure shit out until like maybe I was 32, 33, 34. So like you could literally work for the next 10 years and be fine, right? Like the the age gap between 20 and 40 is massive and the amount of experience. So I think that's the bigger thing is people feel like they need to work, 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 go, 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 because they're in a rush to get to the end. But in my experience, like you have a lot of time and also it's impossible to figure out what you really kind of want to do until you do a bunch of shit. Right. Like it's a, it's a, Mr. Beast is a rare case where he knew at 13 years old or whatever but like the high, high majority of people aren't going to know until they get a bunch of life experience and you try a bunch of stuff. So there's no reason to be in a rush and you could work, work, work all day long and burn yourself out because you think you need to do it in two or three years. But now like I get up super early, go to the gym, work out, do all the things, work all day, probably even harder than when I was a kid. But I have the perspective of like, oh, I'm going to do this till I'm like 80. So I'm not as stressed about it anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, something like my therapist would always say is like life is long. In some ways, I'm sure that's bad advice. But for me, it's helped so much, especially when I want to build a career that lasts decades. Like I can't do everything, obviously, by 20. I wouldn't even want to do everything by 24. But at the time, I would. Also about the silence and like solitude thing. That has been so massive for me. And listen, I am at the bars. I am out every single weekend. Like I am a social butterfly. I have a lot of friends. I'm always out, but like Monday through Wednesday, you will not see from me. You will not hear from me. I need to be home. I need to be reading my Kindle by 8 p.m. in bed with like red lights on. Like I need peace and quiet and I need everyone to just leave me alone. So I think it's helped a lot. It's helped me also even have built a way better relationship, I think, with myself to where I have a lot more confidence and a lot more, I'm just a lot more assured of even where I'm going, even if it's not, I mean, like literally just like day to day and who I am. 
it's helped me so much journaling the morning what is it the way morning pages yes morning pages i love the more more young people i tell this to our sister mimi or lauren sister mimi i guess it's our sister now we're married <laughs> that like yeah you're 24 you should be you should be fucking having a rage right like you should mm-hmm. be going all the time when we were that age lauren and i we were out of control right <laughs> Yeah. Like it's like I, I think it's it's the worst is when you work away your whole youth and then you're like 40 years old. And like, you know what? I've made it. Now I'm going to go to the club. It's like, get the fuck out of the club, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too late for you. You can do something else. Yeah. Right. Go to the wine bar. Chill out. <laughs> I noticed, too. And this is like a real big secret that I think that I just tapped into recently. The more I sit with myself in silence the less validation I need from anyone. It's so mm-hmm. weird. And Naval Ravikant was saying this on Joe Rogan the other day. He's like, he sits in 60 minutes of silence every single morning. And he says that the things that he used to value, like money and, and all these outside things and like validation from other people, he he doesn't need anymore because he gets it when he sits in silence. I honestly will not shut the fuck up about sitting in silence because it makes such a massive difference on your psyche. So I think that's awesome that you've already tapped into that at 24 years old because I did not know that at 24 years old. Okay, you know, my dad reminds me so much of is Ed Milet. Like picture Ed Milet, more like Texas, less. He worked for a company forever. So like not necessarily entrepreneur at the time growing up, but he's very similar to Ed Milet. So, so many of random like personal development tools I grew up with, or my dad also has anxiety. So growing up and he saw it in me early. He just, he was very proactive in giving me certain tools. So I'm really lucky, but I, I have a very weird, like I was always into like personal development stuff and I was what tools 16, a lot of anxiety stuff. Like even if I call him, it would more so be, well, one route, he taught me routine for sure. And was like, if you feel stressed out, you need to move, you need to do this. You need to set a routine so that you're being proactive and you're not going to put yourself in a position to where then everything will overwhelm you. A lot of, I mean, reading, I think was a huge thing he always pushed. He also noticed in me like the things that calm me down that I really liked. So like more specific, like going on walks, working out is my biggest thing. Reading is, I literally grew up, which is not shocking. I grew up reading every single Junie B. Jones and Nancy Drew book. I love those books. Junie B. Jones, I need to get those for Zaza. I forgot about those. Oh yeah, you really do. But I'm actually personality-wise, like an exact cross between Nancy Drew and Junie B. Jones. Like if you know me well, so it's not shocking. But a lot of things, a lot of like Brendan Breathwork, my brother's really into this. Like it's kind of like my family is very interested in that world. My mom literally thinks that she's like Gwyneth Paltrow. My parents are divorced, but like separately, they're both into health and mental health. So I was really lucky growing up. What are your bookend morning and nighttime routines? It sounds like you have very detailed ones. So I've actually in the past year and a half started valuing my night routine way more. I mean, I still value my morning routine, but night routine is really what like completely changed things for me. So I stopped working and then I got really into cooking. I think I'm Martha Stewart. And I started cooking. I played Texas Country, the Texas Country Now playlist on Spotify. It's very peaceful, very good for the house. Um, I started cooking and then I'll just make whatever meal. I get a lot of recipes from like the modern proper, like a kale tortellini soup. It was like really, really good. I will go on walks a lot too. Wait, Lauren, you're not writing down t- kale tortellini soup. I'll send making, it to you. Lauren, you're not making the fucking kale tortellini <laughs> soup. You guys are like really healthy. But Lauren, okay. I better see a kale tortellini soup. Taylor, what are the it's chances really she easy. makes a it's kale really tortellini easy. soup? Come on. No, honestly, this is really a simple recipe. Just face me. You're taking one note this whole show. To say, uh, okay, <laughs> I can't soup. wait for the kale tortellini soup. That's not Texas ever going to happen. Texas Country Playlist <laughs> yes. and Kale Tortellini Soup by The Modern Who? The Modern Proper. Okay. They have great recipes. They're easy. This motherfucker is going to walk into a kitchen smelling like kale mm-hmm. tortellini soup with the country, yes. the Texas Country Proper Playlist. And you're going to be like, whoa, what my happened? wife is fucking amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, it's really good though. I can't wait. It was a really good, it's a really good like habit to have gotten into as well because I just need things where my hands are busy, like reading and cooking because then I can't get on my phone. And now I don't have an issue where I need to pick up my phone all the time, but I definitely did before. So that helped a lot. My phone is on my nightstand, but I face it like down so I can't see. It's on the charger. I have my red lights on and then I read my Kindle for hours. Like I read constantly. What time do you get in bed? If I can, I mean, I would kill for like a 7.30. Like I... So would I. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like I'm going... I don't leave places until 2 a.m. Probably like Friday, Saturday, every other night that I possibly can. If I can be in bed 8 p.m. more realistically, like 
I kill for that. We were in bed last night at 8 p.m. and we looked at each other and went, ah, we love to be in bed early. It's, it's the so best. nice. Because then you know you're going to get a great night's sleep, even though Zaza woke us up screaming, hungry today. <laughs> <laughs> no, the it, I think like we've flipped it now. I mean, listen, if I can get a super early morning before anyone's around and then, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just don't want to be around today people. Today I had a 45 minute or 45 hour morning routine and Michael, I thought he was going to kill me. I I don't want to talk about this morning. It's not about me. Just let's keep, let's continue with the show. Keep going about your nighttime routine. So those are my main things. I'll do, I mean, I'll do random skincare, but the things that real, the one thing I will say that's the most consistent thing about my life is my reading my Kindle every night before bed. Every single night, it has helped me so much with anxiety. It mainly, it's actually a really good breakup tip because I started doing that before like going to bed when I was going through a breakup and like that's when you like spiral and you're thinking about someone like you're just like sad it helped me so much because I was just obsessed with these books it was a really good replacement I think so that's a good tip I have had all different kinds of extensions every kind of extension you can imagine And I'm telling you, the one that I cannot stop with, the one that is my go-to, the one I'm committed to is a clip-in, okay? A clip-in is so nice because you can take it out before you get into bed. You don't have to leave it in. You're not getting scratchy, itchy scalp. The heat doesn't affect it. I just love a clip-in. And sometimes I'll do a full head of clip-ins. And the clip-ins that I use, you've seen this on my Instagram story, are BFB hair. Here's why. It's very hard to find an extension, especially a clip-in that matches your hair. And I found myself buying these clip-ins and then I would have to have my hairstylist dye them, but not with BFB hair, okay? They have 28 shades and they have super dimensional shades. So I have like an ombre sometimes and then it's like super bright at the end. They have that. My hairstylist, Haley, she's amazing, was so shocked when she saw these extensions, she's like, this is unreal, Lauren. The shades are so crazy. It's such a wide variety. And you're going to find a shade that's perfect for you. They even have like a team ready to help you to shade and product select. I'm very much into this brand. I cannot shut the fuck up about it. I have told all my friends, these are the tapins that you want. They're also light on the hair, not super heavy. I feel like They just really understand what a woman needs in an extension. Like I said, I've tried them all and it's very hard to find one that just gets your shade. Also, the packaging and branding is absolutely amazing. Like you're going to see it and you're going to be like, I want this on my Instagram feed. All right. Of course, we have a code for you. Follow them on Instagram for tutorials, hair hacks, and inspiration. It's at BFB hair. Our listeners get 15% off all hair products. You're just going to use code skinny15 at checkout. They rarely have discount codes or sales. So this is an exclusive discount just for you. And you're going to want to take advantage of this. Go get your clip and extensions. That's skinny15 for 15% off at checkout. Enjoy your new hair. The darkest times in my life, and maybe Lauren too, has been like you escape through reading. Yeah, it allows you to get outside. I think most people think of reading as like, oh, I just got to do this to learn and get better. But it's also like if you suffer from depression or anxiety, or you're trying to figure out your path in life, or you're trying to figure out a passion, or you just want to get outside your own head, like that's why you read because Mm -hmm. it forces you to hear and see the world through somebody else's point of view. Yeah, I'm like obsessed with reading. It's my favorite thing to do. My morning routine changes a lot because sometimes I'm like a morning workout girl. And then other times I will do like an 1130. I don't, my body, every few months I change it up. Right now I'm working out midday evening. So I wake up between like 637. Oh, my hatch alarm clock. I am obsessed with that thing. That's a really important part of my night routine. I forgot. You have to get a hatch alarm clock. You can set it to a night routine. It's another hack to be off your phone. And it will, I have like music, it dims, I mean the whole thing. And then it wakes me up with like chimes in the morning. It's so relaxing. Is that one of your sponsors? No, but they not, need to be. If not, sales team better get on that. Yeah, that really needs to be something. That's so a hell of a read. I love my um, alarm clock. So in the morning, I wake up between 6.37. Right now, what I'm doing is I go on a walk. I get matcha. I Well, I drink water immediately out of actually my Breadwinning Housewife cup. That is like the best water bottle I've ever used in my life. So we should be using those blinks for other things as well, by the way. So I use that. I drink a bunch of water. I walk to get matcha and I get like a healthy matcha now. I used to be like not a healthy matcha girl, but it's so much better for anxiety. And it's actually, it has changed my life. So I'll go on a nice, probably like hour long walk, sometimes in silence, or I'll listen to a podcast. 
Then I come back and then I'll eat like I'll normally make like avocado toast or something. I'll journal normally do like morning pages. I'll read a little bit of like a nonfiction book and then I'll either have a hot Pilates class that morning or I'll have it in the like at like 1130. So it kind of depends. And I'll either start morning work and then go work out or I'll just like get ready. Enjoy every second of this before you I have can't, kids. I know. That is what stresses me out just thinking about it's, it. It's enjoy every second. I have to be so strategic about the kid. Like you have to really be productive. I don't know how you, I mean, you guys traveling and doing everything. Like it's really just I have help. So impressive. I'm so like very, very honest about having help. I think that that's a very important thing. I think a lot of influencers or celebrities make it seem like it's effortless. Like I definitely have help. And Michael helps 50%, which I'm learning. This morning, it was like 85%. This morning, it was like 100. <laughs> Christ. You know, I would... You almost interrupted me during meditation. Let me tell you something. Oh, I almost okay. had a big no, no, I almost no. had a fucking meltdown because Lauren, I don't know if you saw, she redid, redid our pantry. Yeah, I did see that. Okay. It looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it looks beautiful. <laughs> But I don't know what everything is. There's a bunch of seeds and noodles, and I was trying to find the sugar to make the. They're I was, clear. I don't understand. Wh- no, what do you mean? No, there was these white and, there I, is white one. and I. There, I'm not kidding. There was 18 jars, all white, <laughs> all the same, all uniform. And I was looking for the sugar, and imagine like labels? a baby's yelling at me. No, there's no labels. The baby's yelling. <gasps> not so yet. I haven't labeled it. Was like it whack-a-mole yet. pulling all these things out, and then I ran up the stairs to. You f- moved to everything. Freak out to ask her where the sugar was, and I walk in. She has a crystal mask on, noise canceling headphones. Her mouth is taped shut. <laughs> And honestly, it was so... That's my new thing. It was I so... I want to be a nose breather. I was so angry when I ran up the stairs, but when I walked into that and ripped the door open and saw that, I was so Kenzie, dumbfounded by what I saw that I stopped me in my tracks and I just walked back down. Yeah, that would have, if you tried to interrupt yeah. me with my mouth taping on, like, it's over. Like, it's When absurd. you are reading your Kindle at night and winding down, you should tape your mouth shut. Okay, so where did you get this from? I've literally interviewed so many wellness experts okay. on this. I'm not, I'm going to go off on a tangent and like not shut the fuck up about this. There's so many benefits to taping your mouth shut with your jaw structure. Well, if, it, if you are a mouth breather, most, a lot of people I feel are like, ma- I am. I feel like right? most people are mouth breathers. Try it with um, your wind down, your hatch, your Kindle, your mouth. Oh, it's going to be incredible. The way we're designed to breathe is like Taylor for sure Wait. sleeps with his mouth hanging open. So Taylor could use that tip. I actually forgot a really important, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I ice roll every morning with my Sandy Confidential ice roller. Well, it, you're I bring it with me shit. Do you know how many times I have left that goddamn ice roller in the fridge at hotels when I'm batch recording? Don't put it I, in the fridge. Here's just the tip. Doing Get it. an ice bucket oh, from room so service smarter. and just put it in the ice bucket and okay. you won't leave it anymore that's because you leave it in the fridge and you forget yes definitely we are going on your podcast yes before you go though i have to tell you i'm a huge fan of breadwinning housewife you guys i have the hat it's so cute i wear it all the time every time i wear it people are like oh my god where'd you get that hat it's black it's chic it's like white writing and cursive really small i love it so tell us first where to find breadwinning housewife where to find your podcast and then you guys Part two of this, I put that in quotes, will be on your podcast. You can shop Breadwinning Housewife at shop.dearmedia.com slash IOYSM. We have um, a new drop coming out. We have a summer collection coming. And that one's actually probably the best one. Actually, the winter drop you will love because it's home stuff. It's really incredible. Um, You can find the podcast at I Love You So Much podcast with Kenzie Elizabeth and then Kenzie Elizabeth on everything. My TikTok is Kenzie the Texan. That's my favorite username. So cute. Love it. Um, I will text you a picture of my kale tortellini soup. Perfect. <laughs> while I'm listening to Texas Country Playlist. Michael, don't be jealous. Kenzie, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to do a giveaway? Yeah. Okay. Can we give away some merch? Yeah. What should we do? The well, breadwinning housewife hat and the water bottle because you talked about it. Okay. Let's do. Yeah. We can, How many? Five? Oh my God. That's so nice. Yeah. We'll do five. Okay. All you guys have to do is follow at Kenzie Elizabeth on Instagram and tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. Kenzie, you're incredible. So happy you're with the Dear Media family. Do you want to win some beauty goodies from me? I'm going to put together a little package for you guys. All you have to do is tell us who you want to hear on the podcast next. We take your suggestions as seriously as a heart attack on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. Super easy to enter and someone from the team will drop into your inbox and one of you will win a bunch of my favorites. Thank you guys so much for listening and head over to the I Love You So Much podcast to listen to Michael and I on Kenzie's latest episode. All right. I am so serious that everyone on the planet needs to try Symbiotica. I am such a fan. 
I cannot stop telling everyone I run into about Symbiotica. I take their little packets of vitamins. They have all different kinds. First of all, they taste amazing. They taste so good that when I'm eating one, Zaza like grabs it out of my hand to eat it. The ones that I like are the vitamin C packets. They're orange and they taste like fresh squeezed orange juice. I also like the magnesium. I've learned through interviewing a lot of different experts that a lot of us are low on magnesium. In fact, it's one of the main vitamins that we're low on. And then I take their little squirt situation and it's B12. And there's also a D3 and it's mixed with K2. And I just put it under my tongue and I squirt 10 squirts under my tongue. So these vitamins are sophisticated, you guys. They're organic formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity. They actually help fill the nutritional gaps that result in a modern day diet. I have been so serious about really zoning in on supplements this pregnancy, and it's made such a difference. I've gained so much less weight. I feel so much better. I have more energy. It's just been a better pregnancy overall because I got really serious about looking at my supplements. Like I said, the ones that I would recommend are the vitamin C, the magnesium. These are ones that I try and use every single day. And then I also like their B12 and their vitamin D. Those are the ones that are my go-tos. Michael has a whole different routine. He'll have to tell you next time what he does. I know how popular these vitamins are too, because you guys love the episode with Shervin. So they gave a code. You're going to use code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. This is in addition to custom bundle discounts so people can get 45% off. You can create your custom bundle at symbiotica.com and get 30% off. That is C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Use code SKINNY. Enjoy.